What's up? What's good, everybody? What's happening? I'm back after the Thursday movie review for Black Adam. Um, so basically, I didn't get a chance to do a Washington Commanders will win if because I had a personal situation that was extreme close to home and um I was not in the correct headspace. I didn't even watch the Washington game while it was going on on Sunday. I rewatched it on Monday since I didn't have to work. Uh, the personal situation is back on track to being a great thing. So mentally, I'm back in order, ready to drop some more podcasts for you guys. So that's why you didn't get the Commanders the Win If podcast on Saturday, but guess what? It's Victory Monday, and we're in it, baby. Let's go. We beat the Green Bay Packers. Now, the thing is, I got my notes for every week up until the bye week right now on what I think we need to beat certain teams. So I'm going to quickly roll off the five things that I said we need to do in order to beat Green Bay. Number one, make sure we keep the receivers dropping passes and sucking up the joint like they have been. In the past, we've always been that team that when when teams come to our house, they got all the fans. Uh, they get their games back on right. And we just get walked over just because we are who we are. Number two, Aaron Rodgers cannot be Aaron Rodgers. Now, we all seen how frustrated he is with everything that's going on with the team right now before the Washington game. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have to keep it that way. It's, it's not an option. All right. Number three. Our defensive line has to be and continue to be the big beasts that they have been. Like, watching the game, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, uh, Adafi, Sweat, all those guys that have been doing damage so far have to continue to do damage. Uh, number four, the back end has to step up. The back end on the defense has to step up. Because while the front four has been playing out of their minds, the back four have been very iffy, especially with the William Jackson in the game. And obviously, he's not playing another down for Washington ever again. So, can St. Juice, Wild Goose, Fuller, uh, 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 um, oh my goodness, the other corner is slipping my mind right now and it sucks, but Curl... Uh, McCain, Forrest, um, uh, Percy Butler, all those guys is going to be on the back end. Can they step up and be dogs in the back end? And last but not least, will we have a week where Terry McLaurin gets more than three freaking catches? Like, this is ridiculous. We've literally just paid this guy all this money. He is a top-tier wide receiver, but he is not getting the football. Point blank period. Now, I'm always a fan of 
spreading the wealth because when when you are a problem and no one knows where the football is going you can just pick and pick and choose who you want to get the ball but not when it comes to the fact that our best receiver is only getting four or five targets or something stupid like that I read before I wrote down all my notes and I might change it after this week because uh after watching the game I want to clap it up to to Taylor Heineke for force-feeding some of these pitches, these balls, to uh, Terry McLaurin. And force-feeding, force-feeding. Sometimes when you got a great receiver, you got the force-feed. It's not bad to force-feed this guy. He literally led the NFL the last multiple years in contested catches. Feed him the ball, man. Feed him the ball. Okay, now, listen, I'll tell you something, now I'm going away from the whole five ways we need to win the game and all that good stuff, so Aaron Rodgers, this was his first time in I don't know how many years that he did not convert a third down in a game. What did they say, 13 years? That's insane. So 13 years, Aaron Rodgers have played games where he's converted at least one third down. Wow. Washington, Washington did that. And while Aaron Rodgers really didn't get sacked, the pressure was amazing. Like, I'm ready to see what Chase Young is going to look like when he steps back in there in that rotation. I really wish we had Big Phil, Big Big Phil Mathis up in there. Sucks he got hurt the first game of the season. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see his growth, but now he has to recover from an injury. At least he'll be training camp ready since it happened early in the season. But man, you hate to see it. Um, but most importantly, Holcomb and Davis played their butts off, man. I was extremely proud of those linebackers, man. Extremely proud of those linebackers, man. Um, Benjamin St. Juice. My man, you're stepping up to become a great corner in this league. Continue to learn. Continue to be great, man. I love what I'm seeing. Cam Curl had a few slips, but Cam Curl was in there sometimes, man. I, I, I was I was extremely happy with the defense. Even though that first touchdown drive that Green Bay had, they... Uh, they gave up some stuff. I should. I should. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's not over. We are literally in it right now because NFC is in a down year right now. Like, I think we're only a game or two away from the playoffs, even though we're three and four. So many three and four, four and three teams. And yeah, I'm talking playoffs with seven games now. Who cares? Okay. We've got ten more games left. Hopefully Carson Wentz is paying attention to what Heineke is doing. Sometimes it's good to see front row center what's going on and change your game plan up a little bit. 
and fix some issues that you had. The first issue that I didn't like with Carson Wentz was he wasn't giving his receivers a chance. I guess he didn't understand because he's never really had a number one receiver. I mean, if you want to include Alshon Jeffrey. But um, the, the man just never really threw his number one receiver the ball. Taylor Heineke basically had his worst and best game all in one. He did so many things so bad, but he did so many minor things so well. He will be fine. We will be fine as a team with Heineke at quarterback. I honestly prefer to have the young boy in there. If we want to lose, let the young boy get, get his field experience. It's not necessarily a benching. Because once Wentz is back 100%, Wentz is probably going to jump back in there. And for people that like stats and all the other good stuff, we can all agree that Taylor Heineke does not deserve the overall grade in Madden that he has. Yes, I threw a mad reference. So what? Offensively, at first I was kind of skeptical about giving Brian Robinson Jr. the full reins at running back. And technically, I'm right because the two-headed monster of Robinson and Gibson is looking so amazing. I kind of want Gibson to start it off because his speed will throw people off guard. But I like the way that they're using him first because he's not afraid to bruise a couple cats. And then they'll split out Gibson at the receiver because he wasn't a receiver before. Him and McKissick, when you when they put, there was a play that they had that they had Gibson, McKissick, and Robinson all in at the same time. Along with Curtis Samuel and, and uh, Terry McLaurin. And literally, while I was watching it, the first thing I said was, I don't care how this play goes, I like what I'm seeing. Because you cannot be the same and do the same things and think you're going to continue to just win. Like, I, I, like, I like being different. I like doing things different. So I was proud of what I saw with all of that. Okay. Um, I'm still skeptical with a lot of the play calling, even though I was happy with that particular play call, uh, the way that they called the game. I was I it was it was 50-50, okay? Um but to beat a team like the Green Bay Packers, I don't give a damn how bad they look this year. They're still the Green Bay Packers. You still have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. The defense is still what the defense is. And there's a lot of players on offense and defense that I think lost their job. Like Sam Cosby, there's no way Sam Cosby gets his job back from Cornelius Lucas right now. Cornelius Lucas is probably playing the best right tackle football since early in Morgan Moses' career before his injuries. 
because Morgan Moses, I used to be all on the page, same page with Morgan Moses. The only downside with Morgan Moses was the fact that he just wasn't healthy. Every time he turned around, he wasn't healthy. Now, I kind of like the fact, because I'm still a Morgan Moses fan, with the Jets and then now with Baltimore, that he is healthy. I mean, Morgan Moses is a UVA guy. He's from the area. We always want success for that guy. Now, Sam Cosby either is going to have to learn how to play interior line because I still see a few issues on the interior line. Sadiq Charles has been playing some good football, but Andrew Noel is a little shaky because obviously Cosby is not fit for the outside part of the offensive line. Like, I know he was a, a tackle in college, but playing college tackle is completely different than playing pro tackle. And he's been getting beat religiously every single game, whereas Cordelius Lucas looks he looks at home. And even though Cosme was active, that big old ugly-looking cast on his hand, I think he lost his job. I really do. I really do. I think his job is gone. Cornelius Lucas, welcome to the right tackle of the Washington Commanders. Um, Wild Goose. I think Wild Goose took over as a better interior corner than Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller has been a little rocky, but I think you can be a little rocky when they keep flipping you inside and outside as a, as a corner. You know, most players like to have a specific situation where they're stuck in one spot and they stuck fuller at one spot this game and wild goose played his butt off along with benjamin st juice on the outside i mean ladies and gentlemen you got something that you can build off of now i'm not saying that these guys are four or five years down the line they need to still be your corners because no matter where you draft in the where you pick at the draft, there's always a, a amazing first round talent no matter where you select. Like Singletary for the Texas was picked with the tenth pick. He's not playing bad football right now. Remember Darrell Reeves wasn't a top pick. He was number five, but he wasn't top three. Like he wasn't looked at as, you know, you know, this guy needs to go here. Like the, the Jets and Rex Ryan basically said, listen, we don't have another pick for a while and we need a guy that can set the tone and they pick the best guy that they saw in their eyes. Now with Washington, Washington has been very interesting when it comes to their picks. Not only with their picks, but with the way that they keep their picks on the roster. Because, I'll be honest with you, I was okay with losing Ioannidis. I was not okay with losing Tim Settle. I was not. A few years ago, I was not okay with losing Preston Smith. Still not. Preston Smith is, is, is having a down year right now. But let's be honest. Preston Smith was a good ball player. 
But if we still had Preston Smith, we probably wouldn't have Sweat or or Chase Young. Or I don't know. Maybe we would. But that's ridiculous to think about having Preston Smith, Montez Sweat, and then let's just say Preston Smith goes away and sign another contract and we draft Chase Young. You basically just had set defensive linemen for years to come. Like when they let Brian Arakpo uh, hit the street and kept Ryan Kerrigan, I was a little skeptical. Y'all know me. I was a, a huge Brian Arakpo fan. But that's how the NFL works, man. That is just how it works. So, all I can say is this. As a Washington fan, I'm never satisfied. And who can blame me? Okay? There's a lot to be wished upon for this team. We're still in last in the NFC East, but when the NFC East has multiple teams who are just kicking ass right now, with Philly still undefeated on, about, on their bye week, with Dallas just getting away with murder against Detroit because they catching Detroit at the right time. Obviously, we didn't. And the New York Giants just, I mean, listen, if you thought New York Giants was going to be 6-1 and one at this time, give me some of your lottery ticket right now. I mean, listen. In our division, we're three games back. In the playoff hunt, we're only one. An entire division can make the playoffs. Will I say that will happen? Hey, as soon as we get to that meat potatoes of uh, the NCE schedule, we still got four more games left. Who knows what the outcome is going to be? I mean, it's ten more weeks left. Injuries do happen. I, I refuse to put any injuries on anyone. But let's be honest, after seven weeks, season ain't over. So listen, I appreciate you guys listening to this. Went on a little bit longer than normal. I want you guys to continue to enjoy this league, man, even though personally I think it's fixed. Shut up. I know my boy is listening to this like, yeah, here you go again. The league is fixed. I don't care what nobody says. Um, all you have to do is look at a couple of these Dallas Cowboy games and answer your question. All right? So, I'm going to holler at y'all next time, man. I appreciate y'all listening in once again. Bigger716 is the page on Twitter. Bigger versus the people on the Facebook group. Holler at me later, man. I love y'all, man. As always, pray for me. I'm getting back on track, y'all. Peace. <laughs>